Today's Vad was dedicated and sponsored Lefur Shalema Esther Bat Lucy. It's having a surgery. She's having a surgery today, I believe. Mezat Hashem, she's having Lefur Shalema Bekarov and the Zechut and the Limuda Torah and the Zechut of the Tzedakah. Okay, so we have a good guest here today, Rafi. And uh, Fridays we have a special edition of the Vads. I know you follow along usually, so you probably know already. We do the Shabbos in Yonim. Okay, so let's uh, open up a little bit, see what we can could, uh, work on today. We're in the last two Vadim, we're holding down the third Vad. In the last two Vadim, we're working very much on the Indian of Menucha and Oneg. Two very uh, fundamental principles of Shabbos, Menucha. Briefly, we explained that the Menucha, the Menuchata Nefesh, the tranquility of a human being during the week is works fundamentally different than the menucha on Shabbos. Menucha during the week is very associated with avoida. During the week we're working. We're working towards growth. We're very much involved in that. And what we call the hayom la'asotam. During the olam hazeh is a time to work, to grow. Right? And we focus tremendously about how to have menucha sanefesh during the week especially in the last two schmoozes we gave, when we spoke about that a person has to be flexible, that every single situation is in, he has to realize the platform favoid, and he has to be comfortable, and uh, as opposed to a person who has desires, you know, he wants something. If he wants something, he becomes extremely frustrated when things are not going the way he wants it, right? So that's very much associated, betochen, in Havoida is very much associated with the menucha during the week. Shabbos is a different kind of menucha. It's similar to the menucha of Olam Haba. Me'ain Olam Haba. Menucha, it says that Shabbos is the zivug. is like the partner, the marriage partner of the Jewish people. So just like a zivug, it's a place of menucha. Menucha means I want to be here. It's not a place of going anywhere. It's not uh, trying to reach a destination. It is a certain destination in itself. I'll get back to that concept uh, later, Vaden, to try to make it more visual and crystallize it and make it more practical. But that was, we explained that the concept of Benucha of Shabbos is like something of what the next world's all about. And then we went into the concept of Oinig. Oinig means a certain spiritual feeling, being touched by spirituality, which obviously comes through the different things, for example, like eating. Eating is supposed to bring us to oinig. But like we mentioned, eating is a very dangerous thing. Because eating can either bring you down to the lowest place possible called taiva, or eating can be a vehicle which brings a person extremely close to Hashem. There's actually a medrash in Shir Hashir that speaks about how the Jewish people, when they eat, the ultimate manifestation of feeling after the food is that they start to sing Shirot V'tishbachot Hashem and they say Birchat HaMazon and it gives a tremendous pleasure to HaKadosh Baruch Hu because the world is being used as a vehicle to a higher purpose as opposed to when the Goyim eat and drink what comes out from that is all the Taivas and Arayas and a lot of low things come out so then it makes Hashem very upset. 
It's a whole medrash in Shashir that talks about that. So the main point of Achila on Shabbos is to bring the person to a place of Oneg. That's what we spoke last time. Actually, interestingly, I was learning the Sefer HaMaspik. You know the Sefer HaMaspik? You ever heard of it? It's the son of the Rambam. Rambavrom ben Arambam. He wrote a Sefer, and uh, it's a fascinating Sefer in Havoidah. So over there he speaks about the different levels that a person should be on Shabbat. There's many different levels of thinking of Emunah. He breaks it down into a bunch of levels. But Toichat Varam, he says over there that a person shouldn't eat or drink on Shabbos. I eat and drink, it's a mitzvah. So the Mepharshim explained what he means is that you should not eat too much on Shabbos. Because when you stuff yourself on Shabbos, you end up becoming lethargic, you know? You're not having oinig. You're getting stuck in a place of taiva. You have to eat, but not too much. And I saw the Mepharshim bring down from the Shlach Kodesh, also a famous Shlach Kodesh. He says, you have to eat in a way that's me'at hakamut. Me'at hakamut means a little bit. Ve'rav ha'echut. But the little bit makes a lot of oneg. Meaning like the type of food that's very tasty and very uh, good, but you don't have to eat a lot of it. I remember once, just agav, nothing to do here specifically, but I remember once my Rosh Hashiva, or my Rosh Kutz, he was a big tzaddik, very, very big parush, you know, from Oilam Hazer. And he was extremely thin, because he didn't eat a lot. He used to learn a lot, but he didn't eat a lot, you know. And his Rebbe, Rebaran Kotler, wanted him to get married. He wanted him to gain a little weight, so he could be like, uh, you know, able to, the shaduchim, the girl shouldn't think that he's not healthy, you know. So he says, I'll give you a suggestion. Eat herring. Herring fish. You know the Ashkenaz, they love herring, right? Eat herring because it's tasty, and you don't have to eat a lot of it, and it goes down quick, and you can get back to learning quickly, <laughs> right? So herring, herring is ma'ata kamus, you know, a little herring with some crackers and whatever. Verava it gives a person uh, a lot of oinig um, from there, you understand? Because the point is that uh, a person has to reach oinig through food, of course, but if he's going to eat food excessively and stuff himself, then by the time he gets the Birkat Amazon, the guy's sleeping. And the point of eating on Shabbat is to actually come to a different kind of Birkat Amazon that you would say on Shabbat and you would say in the week. V'su'adim bo shalosh pa'amim levarech, it says. It says you make three sudas in order to bless three times. The reason why we eat extra seudot on Shabbat, the weekday really person, they used to eat only two meals. But you eat three, so you can make birkat hamazon three times. That means the purpose is the birkat hamazon. But if a person eats too much, then by the time birkat hamazon comes, he can't even keep his eyes open. You understand? So we're eating for a purpose, for a higher purpose, called tainu. I actually saw, I have a sefer at home, a phenomenal sefer. It's a likud. Somebody put out on the Zimirot Shabbat, the Ashkenaz Zimirot Shabbat. He has a likud from all of the Bet Midrash of the Hatam Sofer. The Hatam Sofer, his kids, Kitab Sofer, the students, you know, and whatever they have on these inyonim. And he put it, an unbelievable sefer. But he had a very interesting idea there from the Kitab Sofer, 
where you medayik from a Rashi and Beitzah, the Rashi says that Shammai used to eat all week Lekavot Shabbat. How? He would find a cow, let's say, and he would say, okay, I'm going to take this for Shabbos. And then he found a fatter one. So he ate the thinner one in the weekday and saved the fatter one for Shabbos, right? But the Medayik and the Rashi, the way it learns up is that Rashi says that he would prepare himself by eating meat in the weekday so he wouldn't become sick by eating the meat on Shabbat. Meaning the Gemara says that if you change your diet, drastic change of diet, you get sick. So you won't be able to feel Enoch Shabbos. So in order to keep his diet in a way that he could enjoy the geshmak of fatty meat on Shabbos, he would eat the cow in the weekday so he could eat the cow on Shabbat. He would prepare himself all week. He had to have that in his mind. Because these were Hasidim. Hasidim, they don't uh, have type of sakhir for us to eat on Shabbos, no problem. But these are Hasidim. Hasidim, they don't eat. So they had to really gear themselves up to eat so they could eat on Shabbat. He brings there from another Gemara, he touches up the Rab Nachman used to eat three meals a day in the week so he could handle the three meals a day on Shabbat. They had to prepare themselves for that. Means the purposes of the eating is a big avoider. From that avoider comes tainug, right? So like we said, and there's a lot of Sfarim that talk like this, a lot. That one of the very, very big work of the Shabbos Suda Big work of the Shabbos Suda is Mirot Shabbat. Big work. I remember I was Zeicher. When I was a young Bacher, I learned in Stanford, Connecticut. I learned with my Rebbe, Reb Simcha Shustel, Zeicher Tzadik, the Kodesh of Bacher. You know Reb David Shustel from Lakewood Yeshiva, the Rosh Hashiva? His father. So I learned with him, first Seder, and I was very close to him, and he would invite me to his house Friday night. A lot of times. I ate with him Friday night. And he was unbelievable avoid of Shiraz Vatishbachas. I remember once having a conversation with David Shustel about his father. And he said, my father, when he started the words of the Zemirot, of the Piyutim, he would go into a different world. And he did. He used to go into a different world. It was an experience of a lifetime be able to sit at the table of such a holy man. And Shabbos, Sudas by him, was a very big avoid of Shiraz Fetishbach. It happens to be that his wife was from the lineage of the Hatam Sofer, it happens to be. So they were very, you know, a lot in that Indian. But, uh, so Zemiris Fetishbach on Shabbos, a lot of marmikoimis, a lot of material speaking about that. Again, the point is that the, the Shabbos Suda has to be a platform for growth, which we call Tainuk. What is a platform for growth? A person has to think about Emunah, he has to come to see life from a different perspective, really. That's what it is. That's how you tie the Menuch and the Oinik together. Because when you're in the downstairs world, when you're in the Olam HaMaisa, you can only see things like very small-minded. You know what I try to bring a marshal to understand that? Like, let's say you have uh, the war in Israel, right? It's a big war. So you have, like, uh, the the chiefs, the guy in charge, you know, the prime minister, the head of the army, the, all these big guys, right? They see the big picture. 
they have to come up with the strategy. They gotta, they gotta see things from a whole different perspective, right? But the foot soldier, he has to just do his job. They tell you here, you shoot. That's it. Because he has to focus on his work, not on the picture. He doesn't have to think about the political aspect and how to do and where we're going, what the strategy, that's not his thing. He has to focus on his work. If he's not gonna focus on his work, he's dead, you know? He has a mission, we gotta go in here, we gotta do A, B, C, you gotta focus on your work. A little bit like that, when during the week, we're more in the focus of the work. Not so much in the picture. When Shabbos is when you go to a different realm, you're like in Hashem's world, now you're seeing Emuna and Betochen and things from a much higher realm. Not from the perspective of work, but from the perspective of the Olam HaMenucha, right? So that's what the Shabbos suit is about. Like we said over one week, and in one Shabbat, we were going through a little bit the Arizal's piyut. When the Arizal says, the askinu sudasa de mehemnusa shleima also, right? That it's a suda of emuna shleima. Got it? And like I told you, when you look in the Rambam and the Rabbi Romben Rambam and all these svarim, when they're talking about how to think on Shabbat emuna, so through the food, which is another discussion, how we have to talk about how we can use food as an elevation, but through the food, the person has to come to singing. That's the experience that we're trying to reach. And of course, you can only have that experience if you're in a state of calm, if you're in a tranquil state. If you see the food and all of a sudden your body goes wild, and then you have this bahala of taiva, you're not going to be calm. So we have to stay in a state of calm. That's all like what we spoke in this in the past. So I, myself personally, I was thinking that I'm going to start to study a little bit the actually these pew team that were written many years ago by great Sadiqim and try to see the flavor of Shabbat through the pew team, you know. So I opened up uh, my sefer that I have on Kol Mekadesh Shavi Karoi. That's the name of the, it's a famous Ashkenaz song. Kol Shavi Karoi, right? I'll read you some of the words that I was working on. I, you know me, I get stuck like, you know, I don't get too far. My bikis is not so good, okay? So the starting words is, Kol Mekadesh Shavi Karoi. Anybody who sanctifies the seventh day in a way that it's raui for that day, right? Called Shomer Shabbat Kedat, and anybody who keeps Shabbat according to its law, Mehalelo, meaning like Millehalelo, to make sure not to desecrate the Shabbat. Then it goes on to speak about the schar, the payment that you get for that, right? Schar Harbe Ma'oid, you get a lot of schar. So I start to go into the first line, because it breaks it up into two steps. Whoever keeps Shabbat in a way that it's fitting for it, and Kol Shomer Shabbat What's the two things? So I saw it brought down from the Hafez Hayim. He says something, and I want to expound on it for a few minutes. I know it's getting a little late, but we'll expound on it for a couple of minutes. Okay. So the the Hafez Hayim says there's two levels. There's one level that a person approaches Shabbat that he's careful not to desecrate the Shabbos. Mainly by not doing malachas, 
Right? It doesn't desecrate the Shabbos. But then there's another level called that you're Makadish Shevi Karoiloi. You make the day holy. With your thoughts, with the type of speech you speak, talk about Emuna, right? You, you, you elevate the actual Shabbat. Those are the two levels. Makadish Shevi Karoi means you treat the day as a holy day in all your behaviors. Your thoughts, your actions, your, your, your speech. It becomes like a day that's a different kind of day. It's a different experience. That's called Mikadah Shavi, Karoy. That's a high level. And then you have the lower level. It's discussing the lower level too. Where a person is careful not to desecrate. That's also a way of giving Kedusha, making it different. By not desecrating. Not doing a negative. And then there's a way of really building it up in a positive way. Right? And each one gets their schar according to how they make Shabbat. What you make Shabbat, you're investing. So you invest Shabbat like this, this is your schar. You invest Shabbat like that, that's your schar, right? That's the basic theme. I just want to step back a second, okay? There's a very deep thing here. Because in that book I have from the Hatam Sofer, he says something that I think has to be interjected here. He says, on Kol Mekal Shavi Karoi, they bring down from the Hatam Sofer, that he says like this, Sometimes a person wants to use Shabbat as a vacation day from work. Work is stressful. Work is hard. Whole week is running, is coming, is doing. He wants to get to Shabbat. He just wants to hajj. He just wants to sleep. And I'll see you. Right? But he's not being Michal Shabbos. He's not being Michal Shabbos. He's just chilling, as they call it in English. Not doing malacha. The best way to relax is not to do malacha. So the point of what he's doing is in order to serve the purpose of not working, of resting his body, resting his his peace of mind. Right? On this, the Hatam Sofer says that's not even the lowest level. That's not good. Really. I'm not going to get punished probably, but it's not, that's not the, the, what we're talking about here. And he quotes a Gemara that says, Goy she Shabbat. A Goy that keeps Shabbat is Hayamita. Why is that? So he quotes a Gemara that says that if a person is not Oisik be Yeshuva Shaloyla, if a person is not involved in development of the world, he's a corrupt human being. Every human being has to be involved constantly in built the world. And that's the way Hashem is mashpia through uh, the work of people. Okay? So he says, Goy Shabbat. He is destroying the world. He's supposed to help build the world. That's why Hashem made him to do that job. Destroying the world. That's a very bad thing to do is destroy the world. And therefore, if he's going to try to jump into Shabbat, at best, what's he doing? Because he has no shaykhs to Shabbos, right? He has no shaykhs to the avoid of Shabbos. So at best, what is he doing? Just not working. Not working? You're destroying the world. However, a Jewish person, when he keeps Shabbos, he's not not working. He's being oisik be yeshuva shalalim. He's actually building the world. Because on Shabbat, a person is bringing, like the Archaim HaKadosh says, the nefesh of the world. 
meaning is bringing the spiritual hashpo to the world that gives the life force, the soul of the world. Every week, Hashem puts in the soul through the avoid of the Jewish people on Shabbat. He brings the soul, He puts the soul in, and that's what we're doing on Shabbos. That's what we're doing. The avoid of Shabbos is we're bringing the soul. If you remember the other week, we said over that Shabbat is like the zivuk. The Jewish people and Hashem are like connected. And then what happens in that connection? A soul comes in that connection. So through that connection, there's a soul coming in. So you are building the world. A Jew that keeps Shabbos is building the world. On the contrary, a Jew that desecrates the Shabbos is destroying the world. Because he's not allowing the soul to come in. He's destroying the world. That's what a Chavetz Chaim in a place says, that a person's Mechal Shabbos is worse than a Roteach. Because a Roteach kills one guy, kills one Nefesh. A person's Mechal Shabbos is killing the world. He's affecting the whole Bria. You understand? It's a deep concept. We have to, you know, this, these truth is we have to give these bad morph and each concept has to be broken up to understand it and then learn how to practically apply it. So it's a big work. Right? So he says that a, go, a Jew that takes vacation on Shabbos, that means he's not being productive because he's not working and he's not being productive because he's not bringing down the Hashbal. So he's just not a productive human being. That's a very bad thing. That's a very big act of corruption to be that kind of guy. Then you're keeping Shabbos like a Goyesha Shabbos. You understand? That means there's no such thing is that we're not involved in productive behavior. There's no such a thing like that. Even Shabbos is productive behavior. So during the week we have one type of productive behavior. And on Shabbos we have a different kind of productive behavior. The productive behavior is menucha, oinig, shiras v'tishbochas, things like that, you know? It's a productive behavior because it's making and it's building the world. So that's what the Chavetz Chaim is saying over here. That's a high level of productivity. For sure. The more you connect and the more you you build that, 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 that connection with Shabbat, of course you're bringing more. The lower level of Kol Hashem Shabbos means I also realize that Shabbos is a holy day. So, but for me, the Nesoyen, not to work, is, is, is a work going on. There's Avodah Hashem going on. I have to forget about my business. I have to forget about my what's on my mind, right? I have to go into a zone to stop working and to keep Shabbos. But I'm showing Shabbos There's also a higher purpose. The higher purpose is that I don't want to be machal the Shabbos. Chilul, I don't want to ruin the holiness of Shabbos. It's a higher purpose too. There's just so many different levels of higher purpose. But it's a higher purpose as well. But the stam, to look at Shabbat as a day that I can relax, uh, and I'm off from work, and I can just sleep, and just eat, and chill, and do all the things my body craves, during the week, I just can't do what my body craves during the week because I have responsibilities. That's not keeping Shabbos. It's not halachically not keeping Shabbos, but it's going against the purpose of Shabbos. Over there, there's no schar for that. If anything, there's a taina on the guy. He's, That's what the Chetam Sofer is saying. 
So I think that's just, maybe we'll do this going further in the Vat and try to take apart some of the piyutim and, and, and bring out the, the strong lessons of Shabbos from them, you know? Maybe we'll do one day, Shmuley, we'll do the Bakashot of the Sfaradim too, you know? And show you the different things that are coming out from all these different poets, great tzaddikim, but they're, they're, they're sending messages through the poetry that they're writing, through the shiris with the shvachas they're writing, in order to train us and to teach us how to keep Shabbos and get the concepts. And then we can actually sing these songs and really understand them and grow from them. And listen, this big work of Shabbos is not easy because we're so not used to that. You understand? But we have to start in a place that we can we can identify, you know? We have to sing, we have to do things, uh, understand the prayers, you know, the stuff that we're doing, at least we could try to hop it. When we start to hop it, slowly, slowly, it starts to go from our thinking into our into our life, okay? So we'll stop here for today.